Get ready to go on an amazing adventure to some of the most spectacular places on the planet. We'll trek through historic terrain as we take in art, architecture, and culture all in the same breath. Grab your canteens, comfortable shoes, and a camera, cause we're going to wander around the wonders of the world. We'll suss out the seven wonders on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI. Today we're going to get a little bit of art, a little bit of culture, a little architecture, and everything else, as well as an English class. Welcome, folks. Remember, if you have any ideas for upcoming episodes of FYI, just let me know. I'm open to doing whatever topic, no matter how controversial. In fact, the more controversial, the better. Now, today's isn't too controversial, but let's kick off by looking at our intro, which is just sprinkled with words I think you should know. I started out by saying, get ready to go on an amazing adventure. I think you know all that. Amazing. We use that word a lot. It's even a famous song. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. It saved a wretch like me. Who said I wasn't paying attention in church? And let's pronounce that word adventure. Ch -ch adventure. To some of the most spectacular places on the planet. And let's pronounce the word spectacular because I know in Spanish it's espectacular, but we say spectacular. Spectacular places on the planet. We'll trek through, and to trek is andar, caminar, through historic terrain as we take in. And to take in is, I think you would say asumir. Literalmente, we can breathe it in. We can take it in. We can enjoy it. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about art, architecture, and culture. Ooh, there's more of that. Ch -ch culture, culture, all in the same breath, in el mismo suspiro. And just be careful with that word, because the word breathe is respirar. But your breath is tu aliento. Breathe is the verb. Breath is is the noun. And then I said, grab your canteens. And this is an interesting word because I think it's a false friend. You say cantina is the place where you eat in school. We call that the cafeteria. But the canteen is something you would drink water out of. I think the word in Spanish is cantimplora. And don't forget your comfortable shoes. And if you can't pronounce the word comfortable, 
You can just say comfy or cozy and a camera. And I assume you're not going to forget your camera because it's built into your phone. So are you guys ready to wander around and explore the seven wonders? Wander. We've looked at this one before. You should know this one like the back of your hand. Como la palma de la mano. I wonder if she likes to wander. Remember that sentence and memorize it as if it were a song. And then we heard some flash bulbs going off. And then I said, we'll suss out, which is, I think, calar, fichar. We'll suss out the seven wonders on this week's episode of FYI. Now, this is awesome, guys, because I remember studying these individually, but I learned so much putting together this episode. And as you can imagine, lists have been compiled of beautiful places and other things since we started making lists. I mean, even in the present day, I've got a list right here in front of me. I'm a list maker. And even more than making lists, I like to check things off my list. We even have a bucket list. A bucket list is things you want to do before you kick the bucket. Antes de palmarla. So we're going to take a look at the seven wonders of the ancient world. This is in the first part. Remember, there are two episodes. There's a bonus episode that is available exclusively for patrons. Now, if you want to be a part of our community and learn and laugh with us every week, you can get more information over on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso and take a look at it because you can get bonus episodes. You can get PDFs with all the vocabulary. You can join us in weekly and monthly classes, win prizes, and as I said, I think the most important part is be a part of a community where your teacher, me, and your fellow students care about you. So I want to send a shout out to all my patrons, especially my super duper students, Marta, Candy, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, and Edgar. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Lina, Isa, Paco, Diego, and Carmen. Keep up the great work. It's lovely watching you guys make progress. If you guys want to find out more, go over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. So in the first episode, we're going to focus on the seven wonders of the ancient world. And I want you to pronounce that with me. Ancient. Like the word Asia or agent. It starts with this A that sounds like an A. So Asia is an ancient area. Ooh, that's tough. But if you can pronounce that, you are a step ahead of many students. So we're going to focus on the ones from the ancient world in the first part, in the first episode. And in the second episode, we're going to take a look at some of the new seven wonders. We'll also take a look at the seven wonders of nature. As I said before, there are many lists. Not only have we been making lists since the beginning of time, but we've got a lot of them. But hey, the more the merrier. You're free to make your own list. The list we're going to look at today is from 100 BC, before Christ. And this was a list that documented the most remarkable man-made creations of classical antiquity. 
And it reminds me, I mean, these were, think about this. These were Hellenic sightseers. A sightseer is alguien que hace turismo. Remember, to go sightseeing is hacer turismo. So these were the original sightseers. And they decided, hey, we've got to put together a guidebook of the coolest places. And does that sound familiar? We still do that today. I don't know if you guys remember those Lonely Planet guides or the Fodder's guides. There are so many guides, the Michelin guides, which are restaurant guides. So as I said, this is something we still do today. And on the internet with TripAdvisor and Google comments. So if we think about it, these people who made this list, they were the original tourists, the original Sunday drivers, domingueros, and they thought that these seven things were so spectacular that they had to put them on a list for everybody to see. And I know what you're asking yourself. Why seven? Well, the Greeks believed that it represented perfection, and it reflected the number of planets known in those times. Now, in those times, they only knew about five planets, plus the sun and the moon. There's seven. We all know the Greeks were really into their numbers and their symbolism. They loved using symbols. Oh, and if you haven't heard the episode on mythology, give it a listen. It's with my friend Damian Moya, and he absolutely blew my mind in the episode. So let's get into these lists. The first one is the Great Pyramid of Giza. And this is one of the earliest to be completed. Not one of, the earliest. One of means it's in a category. No, this is one that stands alone. And I mean that in the literal sense. It stands alone, es único, and it still stands because a lot of these things don't exist anymore. And some of them are even debated whether they really existed or whether they were fictional creations. But we know the pyramids of Giza existed because you can still go visit them today. And these are on my bucket list. I've never been to Egypt. Oh, be careful. I've heard a lot of students say Egypt, Egypt. I've been to Egypt. No, excuse me. I've never been to Egypt, but I was thinking of going with my mummy. <laughs> My mummy? Okay, momia. All right, in the States we say mommy, but the British say mummy. So, <laughs> okay, really bad joke. But I've got to get there. All joking aside, I mean, this is the last one on this list that still exists. And it is the largest of the Egyptian pyramids. We're talking about the Great Pyramid of Giza, the, the largest one. And this was built in the early 26th century BC. It took around 27 years to make, and supposedly they used 2.3 million large blocks, and they weighed about 6 million tons in total. So this is a construction marvel even to this day. People say, how could that have been done? There must have been divine intervention. There must have been some kind of aliens that came. Hey, check it out on YouTube. It's not me who says this. But people are still so in awe of how that was built so many moons ago. And it's still 
standing. I think modern builders should study their construction techniques. Now, it initially stood at 146.6 meters tall. It was the tallest man-made structure in the world for, are you ready for this? I think we need a drum roll. Three thousand eight hundred years it held the title as the tallest man-made structure in the world. And if you didn't know this, this is an interesting fun fact. Most of it was covered in limestone. So as you can see right now, there are like these steps. Well, no, back then those steps were covered in a nice, beautiful, shiny limestone. But that was eventually removed. And the pyramid's height is at its present height, which is 138.5 meters. So it's lost some height. As you guys know, the top of it is missing. I've never seen it in person, as I said, but I've seen so many documentaries. And again, I think it's one of the most famous because you can still go see it today. The next one on the list is the Colossus of Rhodes. And this was in the harbor of the city of, you guessed it, Rhodes, on the Greek island of the same name. And this was a statue of the Greek sun god Helios. It was erected in the city of Rhodes on the Greek island in, are you ready, 280 BC, 280 years before Christ. And here's where it gets tricky, because here now we're going on past accounts, what people said about it. But according to most contemporary descriptions, it was about 33 meters tall. Just to give you an idea, that's approximately the height of the modern Statue of Liberty. And by the way, we have the Statue of Liberty as an FYI episode if you haven't listened to it. Oh, and let me clear this up. When I say the Statue of Liberty, I mean from her feet to the crown. I'm not including the pedestal. Now, this was the tallest statue in the ancient world, and it collapsed during an earthquake in 226 BC. They preserved some parts of it, but in the end, it was what destroyed it. Oh, and we have an episode on natural disasters now that I think about it as well. But some of these, most of them, were affected by Mother Nature. Yeah, you can build things strong and sturdy. Sturdy means, it's another way of saying strong, but Mother Nature, man, her wrath, suida, I think you say, her wrath. That's a word with a silent W at the beginning. So imagine that beautiful statue. People went from all around to visit it and an earthquake brought it tumbling to the ground in 226 BC. Next up, we've got the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. And it just reminds me of that song, By the Rivers of Babylon. Awesome song. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Now, supposedly, again, these are all accounts here now. These are We have to take people's word for it. And these accounts said that it is near present-day Hila, which is in the Babil province in Iraq. 
But there are people who dispute that. In fact, in this list, the Hanging Gardens are one of the only seven wonders for which the location has not been definitively established. Now, people, yeah, they they can't come to some kind of agreement on it. And they haven't found any archaeological evidence in Babylon. There are no texts from that time either. So a lot of people say, did these really exist? Or were these some kind of gardens that were describing what heaven would be like? Well, the way they were described, I'll give you the description. Let's, for the sake of this episode, let's believe that all of these things were real places and that they didn't only exist in the mind of man or humankind, as we would say these days. But this was so much more than just a garden. They said this was a feat of engineering. It was these ascending Tears and tears son como capas. They're ascending tears and they had all kinds of trees, shrubs, and vines. And I mean, if you see pictures, there are pictures and I shared them on Patreon. It looks amazing. If it really existed, we don't know. And by the way, there's an FYI episode on gardening as well if you want to brush up on your gardening vocabulary. The good thing about the next one is we know it existed because they found ruins of it and there are accounts, but it is the lighthouse of Alexandria in Egypt. And this was a lighthouse that was built between 280 BC and 247 BC. And it has been estimated to be at least 100 meters tall. That is impressive even for today's standards. The Lighthouse of Alexandria. And that's a very logical word in English, isn't it? Lighthouse. Fado. And let me test your history knowledge here. How do you think this lighthouse finally was demolished or damaged? Did you say earthquakes? That's right. I can't believe it. Another wonder claimed by Mother Nature. But it was the third longest surviving ancient wonder after the mausoleum at Halicarnassus and the Great Pyramid of Giza. And speaking of the mausoleum at Halicarnassus, that is our next one, our fifth one. Just be careful you don't say fifth. It's fifth. And the word mausoleum, which is a word I didn't know, came from mausolus, the person it was built for. So we're even learning a little etymology today in our lesson. And I think you say the same thing in Spanish. A mausoleum is an above-ground tomb. Just be careful with that word. I know because of Lara Croft, you say Tom Raider, but it's tomb raider, tomb raider. Which is interesting because when I thought of how these different ancient wonders met their demise, I thought to myself, I said, well, it had to be, you know, grave robbers or tomb raiders. But no, Mother Nature. That doesn't mean that once they were lying there and there was rubble, escombros, that they didn't take it. In fact, you can find a lot of pieces of these things throughout museums all over the world. And the British Museum has received a lot of controversy because of this, because they say, wait, those are our ruins. We want them. So they've gotten into a lot of problems with that stuff. And I'm going to have you guys guess again. 
What do you think brought down the mausoleum at Halicarnassus? Did you say earthquake? Ding, ding, ding. Right on the nose. On the nose is clavado, justo. Our sixth wonder of the ancient world is the, the statue, statue of Zeus at Olympia, located in Olympia, Greece. And this was a giant seated figure, estaba sentado, about 12.4 meters tall. Oh my God. And it was made around 435 BC at the sanctuary of Olympia, Greece. And it was erected in the temple of Zeus. And if you notice, we don't say Theos, we say Zeus. We know Zeus is the god of sky, the thunder god. And in Greek mythology, the god of gods. He rules from Mount Olympus. And this wasn't your typical marble statue. This one had ivory plates, ivory es marfil. Uh, they had golden panels, which were wooden. It used ebony as well, ebony and ivory. So ivory is white and ebony is the dark one. If I'm not mistaken, you say ebano in Spanish. There's a song, ebony and ivory, and it had precious stones in it. And you know what I'm thinking of? The moment it said that there was a seated Zeus, I said, wait a second. I know a seated figure that we looked at in our Washington DC episode. I'm talking about Honest Abe, Abraham Lincoln. And we all know the Greek influence and Roman influence on Washington, D.C. and many other cities. And do you know how they discovered the existence of this statue? It was represented on coins. So that's why it's so important to chronicle our history. I think about it with my daughter. I'm always taking pictures, taking videos, and I know maybe I'm that annoying dad, but I would rather have a record of my daughter's childhood. I mean, I know it's not as important as the pyramids of Giza. Well, not to you guys, but to me, it's more important. Aww. What I'm getting at is it's so important because if not, we lose our history if we don't know it and we're destined to repeat it when it's bad. The seventh wonder on our list is the Temple of Artemis at Ephesus. Yeah, I had to take a pronunciation course just to be able to pronounce all these Greek words. Oh, and it reminds me of the idiomatic expression, it's all Greek to me, me suena a chino. And this was located near present-day Selçuk, Turkey, in Turquia. It's also known as the Temple of Diana. That's right, the Temple of My Wife. No, you guys know Diana. Artemis, Diana was the Roman name, but Artemis was the Greek name. And by the year 401, 401 AD, Anno Domini, this is after Christ's birth, it was ruined and destroyed. The only thing left was foundations, los cimientos, and fragments of the last temple that remained at that site. And why do I say that? Well, because in the 7th century BC, it was destroyed by a flood. Then... They rebuilt it in a more grandiose fashion, and that began around 550 B.C., and that took about 10 years to rebuild. And that version of the temple was destroyed in 356 B.C. by a guy named Herostratus, and this was an act of arson. Arson means an intentional fire. 
The bad news, the only one of these seven ancient wonders we can still see is the Great Pyramid of Giza. But what if I told you there's good news? We have wonders all over Spain, all over the world, but I'm saying Spain because I live in Spain. It's just full of amazing historical places just waiting to be discovered, or I should say rediscovered. What, you don't believe me? I'll say a few words. Merida, Segovia. Madrid, Andalucía in general, the Alhambra. I mean, this is such a historic and culturally relevant place. So what is my message to all of you guys? Get out there and rediscover it. We have so many amazing things in Spain and really at our fingertips just waiting to be rediscovered. And as we've noticed, you got to do it before it's too late. Guys, this is the end of the first part of today's FYI. I hope you'll join us in the bonus episode of today's F-Y-I.